With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Derry Show is on the air. Before we get to the train wreck that is Donald Trump and what he did yesterday, I've always theorized, or for years I've theorized, that just before Barack Obama leaves office, just before, the media is going to begin criticizing him because they have to build some level of credibility because they're going to want to criticize if there is a Republican president, they're going to want to criticize them. And so the only way they can do that is to say, but we also criticized Barack Obama, which they've not done. It's sort of like Fox News with with Donald Trump. They just tell you how great he is over and over and over again. Well, yesterday, something interesting happened. An Associated Press reporter stormed out of a State Department press conference. The context was there were questions as to how many Americans were killed or injured in the Brussels attack, and they weren't getting answers. And apparently the mood in the room was anger that why are we not getting answers on this? Meanwhile, the president is at a baseball game in Cuba having a ball. It was bad optics, bad visuals. And I guess somebody finally said, you know, we we better show our disdain, our disgust, so that we'll have a a, a shred of credibility come next administration. Reporter Matt Lee with the Associated Press asked how many Americans had been injured in the attack that killed at least 34 and wounded scores more. While the State Department said it was searching for a fair number of missing Americans, a specific number was not given. You know, by the same State Department that said Benghazi was triggered by a video in Egypt. Same State Department that let Hillary Clinton avoid the Freedom of Information Act. The same State Department that has John Kerry as its head. Yeah, yeah. You can believe this State Department. So here, in a rare move, Associated Press reporter storms out. I I realize that you don't have a a full or complete count of Americans injured, but how many do you know of at least? Yeah, I'm going to avoid giving a specific number uh, because the number... Yeah, why why can't you just say the number that you have confirmed and qualify it by saying it's incomplete and it could rise? The U.S. military has already spoken about uh, one service member and uh, a family. Mm -hmm. The Mormon church has spoken. If the State Department is not able to give even a preliminary 
albeit incomplete account. Why? Why? Because there isn't a confirmed count right now. Matt. You don't have a confirmed count of the. The number keeps fluctuating, as you might expect it will in a situation that is this. Fluid. So is it possible to go down? I don't know, Matt. I don't know, and and it would be irresponsible for me to give out a number now when when the numbers are actually changing literally by the hour. Uh, so we know of a number that have been injured, um, and we need to again let the medical people do what they need to do to 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 to, I really to, don't to patch these folks up. And also to give a number that you know for sure and say then that look because, because, because we don't have a number we know for sure right now, Matt. There's <laughs> estimates, estimates only, and they keep changing. And they go up and they go down, and they have all day. And I am simply not going to, to, to give out an, an estimate even that I know is going to be inaccurate in less than an hour from now when we have better information. And I would just remind you that this just happened a few hours ago. When we have better information, as I said in my opening statement, we will gladly and happily provide it to you. Can you say that you can that you know of the three uh, uh, missionaries, Mormon missionaries that the church I, I, I has talked about? I can't confirm I specific individuals. And he storms out. Mind you, that Associated Press has been Barack Obama's bootlicker for over seven years. They have tolerated that sort of behavior and printed that sort of pablum for over seven years, and I guess they've finally had enough. We shall see. NBC's terrorism analyst Evan Coleman says, well, the only reason they're terrorists... This is just the beginning, because we have to get to the root causes of why this happened, and those causes have not been dealt with. There are international causes, and there are local causes. Of course, international cause, there has been a war going on in Syria and Iraq now for going on five years. And that war, in addition to killing hundreds of thousands of Syrians, is now coming in the form of blowback to us here in the West. The second issue is more local concerns, right? Why is it that Muslims... And other immigrants in Belgium have such a problem integrating with local society. Why is it that they do not feel like they are Belgian? Why is it that they are ghettoized into these communities? And that has a lot to do with what's going on here. Ghettoized. Ghettoized. People who choose to separate themselves, people who choose to impose their own code of law, people who feel that anyone who does not follow their religious doctrine um, uh, are, are worthy of death are somehow being marginalized? Wow. Imagine that. NBC chief foreign reporter Richard Engel. We're already seeing the rise of the right wing. We're already seeing a uh, rise of, of, of hate attacks where uh, people uh, will use the kind of terrorist attacks, uh, these kind of incidents, to, to vilify all of, the, uh, all of the Muslim community, which, of course, only makes the situation worse because then people right. feel isolated, ostracized, uh, ghettoized, and they, they retreat into their own communities. Ah, there comes that word again. Ghettoized. I see. Let's make this an American civil rights issue from the 1960s. But just as we found with desegregation in the United States, ghettos or segregation are not always imposed upon people. Often they are self-selected. 
often people choose to say, I might go to the university, but I'm instead going to choose within that university to be part of an all-black organization or fraternity. I might choose to go to a historically black college where the students will be black, even though I have the opportunity to go to a, a university that is desegregated. And it might just be that Muslims in Europe are choosing to ghettoize because they like to associate only with themselves and not with the infidels. But let's review. You must have Muslim migrants come in from the Middle East. Otherwise, you are bad people. If you do not let Muslim migrants come in from the Middle East, you are bad people. When those people come in, they will choose to associate primarily, if not solely, by themselves. When they do so, they've not sufficiently integrated. When they become angry and begin blowing up buildings, you've not integrated them enough. You see, it is the burden of the West that these people keep choosing to do this. There are lots of other groups that are poor, lots of other groups that are ghettoized, that don't blow everyone else up. The Michael Berry Show. Michael Berry. Our baby Kate was born, it was the biggest day of my life. Lying there, little bows in her hair, in the loving arms of my wife. I was the proudest papa in the USA. Making a living on the road somewhere, a thousand miles away. It was a happy day, but kind of sad. I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there for that. Little Bobby hit his first home run. He was a hero of the hometown crowd. It was a winning run Everybody was cheering loud And mama she was smiling Saying he's a chip off of the old block But I was on the road somewhere Between Memphis and Little Rock It was a happy day But kind of sad Can't ever go wrong with John Ames. I wish I could have been Tom, you're on the Michael Berry Show. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Michael. Uh, yeah, calling from California, buddy. All right. Fantastic. What you got? Uh, yeah, I want to thank you for kind of kicking me in the butt a little bit on going out and chasing after what I want to be doing to make me happy and uh, work hard. So what are you doing? I'm a uh, LED technician, and I also work in audiovisual. Like I build jumbotrons for uh, concerts, events, and conventions. Okay, on your own or for another company? Oh no, for another company. It's called uh, Matrix Visual Solutions. They're based out of California, but I travel all around the U.S. Like right now, I'm working on American Ninja Warrior. Oh wow! Doing the jumbotron for that. Yeah, I watched so, that with uh, my boys. Oh right on! Yeah, we I was a production. Show. 
I was a production assistant last year and just I kind of didn't know what I, I knew I wanted to break into that. I was working in the gentlemen's clubs industry in Houston, uh, being a DJ and realized that <laughs> although I, you, I enjoyed it. You were a strip club DJ? Yes, sir. Where? Uh, men's club and Sunset Strip. What, what is the second one? Sunset Strip. It's right there at 290 in Mangum. You the know used to be the old steak and ale. Uh, you remember? Ramon remembers it. <laughs> That's so sad. When two, how old are you, Ramon? Thirty-eight. When a thirty-eight-year-old man knows a strip club by its by its old steakhouse name instead of the strip club. <laughs> All right, so give us your best uh, strip club. We got Destiny on the main stage and Stardust uh, on uh, on on deck. All right, guys, come up to the stage. We got Destiny doing three, three songs, three chances. Get up there for all those dances. Uh, Stardust, you are on in three. Stand by. <laughs> How much money did you make doing that? Uh, doing what I do now, or what no, you no, as a strip club DJ? Uh, it depends. Uh, mainly, you're working on uh, tips for the most part. Who's tipping you? Uh, the dancers. Okay, and they're tipping you because what you play the song they want. Yeah, I play the song, or uh, they make a lot of money on the stage, or uh, you kind of uh, let the song go a little bit longer if they're back to the dance or something like that. And how much would you make on average in a night? Oh, not not much. Like I'd probably walk home with um, uh, at least three uh, three figures, but not not much greater than that. Like you know, maybe like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks. How many of the girls are on coke? Uh, I I don't know. I, I really kind of avoided that kind of stuff. How many of the girls are on some sort of drug? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, your guess is the best as mine. I don't know. So you said we kicked you in the butt and made you go find a job you wanted to do. Yeah, well, so you guys how, how always did, go ahead. you always you always talk about how uh, you know, find out what you enjoy doing, you know, what you what you have good talents in, what you have a knack for and kind of just work your uh come up with an idea for a career after that. So, uh, you know, I kind of I knew I wanted to work in media and I wanted to do something bigger than just a localized uh localized entertainment, you know. So, I've, I've been doing sound and uh, sound and lights for five years in the in the clubs, and then just uh, one day I realized I I guess kind of had enough, and so I started chasing the dream of going into uh, television and film more. So I, I went around and I uh, set myself a goal of uh, March, and just looked up different uh, different staffing websites, you know, for people who are looking for crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, I had worked on uh, just as a day player on uh, Hell's or Kitchen Nightmares about four years prior, and uh, found out that some of the people that I worked with were working on Ninja Warriors. So I called and uh, kind of just asked for a job. You know, said, "Hey, you know, you guys hiring?" And said, "Oh, we remember you. Hell yeah, you know, come on board." So I came on board as a production assistant, and I knew a big show like that, you you have access to all the different departments and the PAs job. Just go out and kind of be a gopher, go for this, go for that, work hard. 
mm-hmm. and I busted my tail and went around uh, helping different departments out till I found the moving lights, which is like concert lights. Helped them out, and the guy who was building the Jumatron would just help him uh, build it and break it down. And, you know, cooked it like fish to water. And, like, when we were doing the finale in Vegas, I asked him, hey, can I have a job, you know, over at, over at where you're at? And he, he said, yeah, just give me a call after we're done. And I called, um, you know, after we finished in Vegas. I officially moved out to California. And uh, my brother let me stay at his place for a couple weeks uh, to kind of, you know, get, get my feet on the, off the ground, look for a department. That way I didn't have to just rush and get in the wrong place. And about three weeks after I got out here, I uh, started working for Matrix and just uh, been moving ever since. And now I'm the... Uh, yeah. Well, we'll find out later. We'll find off find out off air. No worries. Great story, Tom. Thanks for calling. I'm not mad at you. I know it was it was you. Uh, it was comfortable. He was relaxed, and it just you know it just it slipped out. It's okay. It happens. These things happen. So it's an interesting thing what happened yesterday. My wife and I had a long conversation about it this morning. The There is a super PAC. Now, remember, super PACs are prohibited by law from coordinating with campaigns. You and I could start a super PAC today. We could start a super PAC that supports Donald Trump or opposes Donald Trump, supports Ted Cruz or opposes Ted Cruz or anyone else. And they can't stop us from doing that. They can stop us from using their name, but that's all. So there is a woman named Liz Meyer, or Liz Mayer. I don't know how you pronounce it. I follow her on Twitter. And she used to work for Scott Walker. But she was fired working for Scott Walker, and I think it went back to she criticized the fact that Iowa was the first state that got to vote, and they had too much influence in the process. She was his communications director, if I recall correctly. She then started her own super PAC opposing Donald Trump. Now, at the time, no one accused them of supporting Ted Cruz. It was some uh, – uh, was it Rick – what's the guy – Rick Walker? What was the guy's name that was uh, that was governor of Wisconsin? It just – Scott Walker. Scott Walker. Gosh, thinking of Rick Scott. Uh, Scott Walker, and it was some of his people who went and started that. Well, that super PAC has been against Trump the whole time. They've never been for a candidate. They posted a picture of a photo shoot that Melania Trump did, Donald Trump's wife, that was in the public domain. It wasn't like this was a private photo shoot or some naked pictures she texted to Donald or anyone else. Saying a Hulk Hogan case. This was for a public magazine. They posted that and said, this will be your first lady unless you vote for Ted Cruz against Donald Trump. Well, they've never been for Ted Cruz. They don't know Ted Cruz. They've never met Ted Cruz. So Donald Trump's reaction to that, claiming that Ted Cruz did it when he didn't, Donald Trump's reaction is what we're going to talk about coming up next.
place called Lee Hall Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. There's a rumor that Donald Trump is a werewolf. I don't believe that. Do you? Jimmy Kimmel notes, Donald Trump loves a lot of things. For all the negative stuff Donald Trump puts out there, for all the uh, insults and threats and general nastiness, he also spreads a lot of love. In fact, he spreads so much love, we boiled it down and pieced it together to make this powerful Donald Trump love bomb. I love this country. I love the country. I love the old days. I love free trade. I love my company. I love building buildings. I love what I'm doing. I love hopping around. I love the way they twist and turn. I love NASCAR. I love your potatoes. We love people that faint. I love that sign. I love to bring my people up. I love helping people. I love Howie Kurtz. I love Sheriff Joe. I love my father. I love my kids. I love these people. I love tough people. I love my protesters. I love this guy over here. I love women. They love me and I love them. I love my life. I love the military. I love great generals. I love the vets. I love the wounded warriors. I love China. China's great. I love Mexico. I love the Mexican people. I love the Hispanics. I love the Saudis. I love Israel. I love the evangelicals. I love the Mormons. I love South Carolina. <laughs> I love Iowa. I love Nashville. I love you, Ohio. I love Idaho. I love Nevada. I love New Hampshire. I love Florida. I love Georgia. I do love Virginia. I love you people. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you all. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love the poorly educated. He loves the poorly educated. And you love him, don't you? <laughs> hey, hey, Homer. He just said he loved poorly educated. That's us. He loves us. And he said it with such sincerity. I like how he puts the in front of everything, unironically. So his wife had posed for nude pictures for a magazine. I, I suppose that's that's their own business. They can do that. I find it unbecoming of someone uh, who's going to be the first lady to take nude pictures in a magazine. But you know what? Maybe other people don't. Maybe other maybe you would want your wife to pose nude for a magazine to show the whole world how good she looks naked so that you're not the only one who sees her naked. That's fine. So a super PAC that has nothing to do with Ted Cruz. Nothing. In fact, the super PAC existed when there were 16 candidates in the field. That super PAC posted that public picture. Not something, this wasn't an Obama trick. They didn't go dig into the archives or open unsealed records. They posted a picture that had been out there in public of her nude pose looking like she was grinding on a on a rug, which was public. You can get it off of the bing. So there it was. And Donald Trump tweeted, 
for attacking my wife, Ted Cruz, you better be careful or I will expose Heidi. No. Seven seconds later, he took it down. But everything that's posted on Twitter, there's a, there's a uh, what do you call it? A fingerprint for a print of, there's a way to, to get it. So somebody told him to take it down immediately. And then set off a firestorm. Now, in Trump world, you don't actually call Megyn Kelly a bimbo. You say, I'm not going to call her a bimbo. Apophysis, it's called. I learned that word during this campaign. It's saying something by saying you're not going to say it, right? And he's a master at it. That way he can always say, I didn't call Megyn Kelly a bimbo. I said very clearly, I'm not going to call her a bimbo. Like the moment he said, uh, uh, um, the moment he said P-U-S-S-Y. He said, don't say that word. And then he said it. No, don't, don't, no, never, never say that word. Y'all say that Ted Cruz is a, and he said the word P-U-S-S-Y. Vulgar. Vulgar. And anyone who doesn't, whether you like Trump or not, you can admit this is vulgar. Is this what you want your children to do? Is this, is this you want your children to just drop F-bombs at the dinner table and what, you, you'll say, well, at least Donald Trump is still our president. No, you can't lose your mind just because you want a candidate to win. Come on now. You're supposed to be better than this. We're all supposed to be better than this. So his attack on Heidi Cruz, which is it's been out there before, was that 15 years ago, she suffered briefly from depression. If I gave you the list of people I know that are highly successful who suffered from depression and made it through those tough times because they lost a loved one, because most of us in American life, I don't think it makes us liberals. Most of us say, hey, you know what? It was a tough time for you personally. You made it through that and you moved on. She's not running for president. She's his wife. She's guilty of the crime of being his wife and the mother to his children. And Donald Trump is going to attack her or quote-unquote expose her for the fact that a few years ago she dealt with something and made it through and is now a wonderful mother and is a very successful professional? What kind of back-assward cretin do you have to be to say, well, Michael, she's fair game. You're fair game for being stupid. You're Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. A fair game because somebody didn't raise you right. Donald Trump is the guy who, as president, will make the Barack Obama comment about Special Olympics. Remember that? We said how awful it was. You'd cheer, wouldn't you? There is a house down in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been the ruin of many poor girls And me, oh God, I'm a one My mother was a tailor She sewed these new blue jeans My sweetheart was a gambler lord Down in New Orleans A gambler needs Is a suitcase And a trunk And the only time He's satisfied Is when he's on a drunk Extra credit if you know who that is Glasses up to the brim And he'll pass the cards around And the only pleasure he gets During the last, not the last debate, but the one before Donald Trump made it his practice to interrupt Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio every time they spoke which of course forced them to argue back with him during their time. They didn't do that during his time. And everyone said it was such an ugly debate. So utterly lacking in class. That's where Donald Trump wins. Why does Donald Trump go after Ted Cruz's wife? Because his own life is a mess. 
does it matter that people consider that beyond the bounds? Not Trump supporters. Murder. Fifth Avenue. Check it out. Maybe we'll ask him about his alcoholic brother, Fred, who died in 1981. Maybe we'll expose him. Maybe we'll check into the fact that his father died of Alzheimer's. Is Alzheimer's genetic? I mean, nothing's off the table, right? Maybe Donald Trump will get Alzheimer's. Don't be offended. You can't be prudish now. You've seen the first lady naked. He's made fun of people with severe disabilities, mocking them. He's insulted our veterans who were captured because he likes tough guys who don't get captured. Of course, he's tougher than the military because he went to a military boarding school because he was a mess. Oh, and then after his daddy died, his older brother Robert and his sister Marianne Trumpberry, the one who's the judge, they cut off his ailing nephew's son's health insurance. So there's that story from the New York Daily News, December 19, 2000. December 19, 2000. Now remember, he's he's not a politician, so he wasn't running for president. Headline, Inside Trump's Bitter Battle. Now this doesn't come from Ted Cruz, Donnie. This comes from the New York Values, New York Daily News, Heidi Evans in 2000, 16 years ago. This was a year after you left the Democrat Party because, remember, you said it was all a bunch of crazies who hate blacks and gays? Yeah, it's when you left the same Republican Party that's now kissing your ass. The story, even when it comes to a sick baby and his family, Donald Trump is all business. The mega builder and his siblings, Robert and Marianne, terminated their nephew's family medical coverage a week after he challenged the will of their father, Fred Trump. Niece Lisa Trump, whose son William was born 18 months ago at Mount Sinai Medical Center with a rare neurological disorder that produces violent seizures, brain damage, and medical bills topping $300,000, said, quote, of her brother. This was so shocking, so disappointing, and so vindictive. The Trump family feud has come to light in recent days as the dispute as the dispute over Fred Trump's estate. That's his daddy's estate. Remember, he's a self-made man, but my goodness, does he want his daddy's estate. Is being played out in Queen's surrogate court. The patriarch left between $100 and $300 million. Wow, how did Donald ever do it? How did he ever make it with his daddy only worth somewhere $300 million? A separate case over the denial of medical coverage that Fred Trump freely provided to his family for decades was filed in Nassau Supreme Court. The story goes, if you don't know, that when his uh, father died, the si Donald's sister sued because she didn't think she was getting what her father wanted her to have in the will and that Donald was screwing her out of the will. So he was angry. You don't challenge me. I mean, one thing you've learned, you don't challenge. He's a puncher. He's a counterpuncher. Nobody, nobody fights the Donald, even his sister. So his sister, who had just had a baby with a rare neurological disorder that caused violent seizures, needed $300,000. Now, compared to the $300 million estate, not so much. And by the way, Donald's worth $10 billion. What's this worth to him? 
It's his chump change for a big spender like him. But he withheld the money from the nephew who died. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the sister went very public with it. Trump was later interviewed. Let me see if it's in here. He was later interviewed. And he said, uh, yeah, I was mad. I was mad that, that she sued me. His words, uh, let's see. They've got several quotes from him in here, but I want to make sure. Some of them are from different family members. Uh, they Let's see here. Well, I'll, I'll find the actual words, but he said something to the effect of, yeah, I was mad. I withheld the money. The baby died, mind you. The baby died because he withheld the money. Wow. What a nice guy. I can't hold my tongue. These kids are my grandchildren, and you are raising them wrong. They are terrible boys. Shut up, Chip, or I'll go ape on your ass. I'm going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spider monkey. Go on. Chip, you brought this on, man. Greatest generation my ass. Tom Brokaw is a pump. What is wrong with you? Chip, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> I love that. You going to let your sons talk to their grandfather like that? I'm their elder. I sure as hell am, Chip. I love the way they're talking to you. Because they're winners. Winners get to do what they want. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. Ted Cruz won Utah with 69% of the vote. I guess we won't be talking about Mormons for a while. There's that momentary Mormon conversation. Hi, Jadurim. My name is Reverend Dr. Shirley Q. Licker, adjunct professor of theology at Lamar University of Orange, Texas, also senior pastor and Bible counselor at Mount Holy Olive Second Baptist Zion Church of God in Christ down on 3rd and John Street of Orange. It have been a lot of question asked recently about what is the Church of Mormons? Well, I had to go and look it up, and here's what I have found out. First of all, it was started by a man who looked exactly like Barnabas Collins. Ooh, he had went out in the woods one day and had seen the Lord. Now, honey, I don't judge people because I have did the exact same thing. Now, I'm admit I was a little under the influence of my liquor products at that time, but I tell you, honey, in the middle of the night you go out in this backyard, you will see all kind of things. And he wasn't there but a teenager when the angel dragged him out there and he said, what church I'm supposed to go to? And he said, don't you join none of them. They all ain't. Oh, I can resonate with that fact. Look here, me and Watusa used to go over here at Macadamia Jubilation Congregation until they got this new choir director with the attitude. That perpendicular-headed lady coming there with all her crowns of glory and things on her head and telling me what I'm supposed to do next. She told me, go over here and sweep this out. And then she told Watusa, go up and straighten all these hymnals out. Oh, no. See, I don't play that. So we quit that thing. We went and start our own church. What do this have to do with anything, Mrs. Licker, is probably what you are asking. 
Well, the point is they got two men running for president now that belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, have you ever been in one of their temples? Oh, it's so beautiful. It looks like Disneyland. It's a magic kingdom, baby. Most people know about the Mormon church. They've heard that beautiful choir. How they get 400 white people to show up at the same time and sing them beautiful things in harmony, I will never know. Oh, if you could hear my church, Michael Bear, we are so raggedy down there, and nobody ever show up before the crack of noon. It is ignorance. Have you ever had the Mormon missionary come to your house? It's two little young white men on the bicycles, and they come to your door, and they ask, could they come in your house? They dress real nice, and they don't smoke in your house. And uh, they keep coming back and coming back and coming back. Finally, you have to lock the door and peep out the window. Don't let them in. But, ooh, I have a gay cousin. His name is Kulu. He's 58 years old, and he loved them young men. He has been stringing and poor Mormon boys along now for seven years. Keep talking about, I want to join y'all church, but I need y'all to do me one more favor. And bless their heart, they're so charitable. They go to the store for him. They change the cabinet for him. They do anything he asks. They are really nice people. I mean, they're just lovely individuals. They don't steal things. They don't lie on people. They're good people, I guess. I don't know why people don't understand a moment. Hell, half these people in this world because a moment I ain't never even crack open a Bible. I got to get out of here, Michael Bear. Would you call your mama and tell her I need a ride to Hinky's? <laughs> Bye, honey. What well, you go in there and see is that skillet burning over? Austin American Statesman reports Texas A&M grants wish to dying father in Austin. As a crowd gathered in the driveway of a Circle C home under a brilliant windswept sky Tuesday afternoon, an unusual ceremony got underway, fulfilling a father's dying wish. Jim Brewer, who at 57 is nearing the end of his struggle with pancreas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Creatic cancer. Watched his daughter graduate from Texas A&M University, his alma mater, and now hers. Because doctors said Jim's time is short, Texas A&M brought the ceremony to his home as dozens of relatives, neighbors, and friends looked on, many wearing Aggie maroon. One of the last things on my bucket list was to see my daughter graduate, but I didn't think I was going to make it, Jim said softly just before the ceremony, just seeing her get her degree. Brewer's voice trailed off. He teared up, sat in a wheelchair, clutching a maroon blanket to his chest. Then he turned and greeted yet another well-wisher, and including some members of the A&M Corps of Cadets with whom he had served. Some he hadn't seen in 15 years, he said, adding, I feel like Tom Sawyer hanging out in the rafters. Wow. Wow. That's strong right there. If you see the picture of the guy, he looks like he's, he's in really bad shape. He's in a wheelchair. He has a maroon Aggie blanket over the top. If that doesn't make every Longhorn out there, every LSU Tiger, every person with a heart, stop, think about, wow, life is short, then I don't know what does. Pad in downtown. Hey, Tad. Hey, oh, uh, I think Tad? you're a disgrace. Yeah, Tad. I'm I think sorry. you're a disgrace for tra- uh, trashing Trump like that. I think that is totally unchristian, and I think you're going to pay for it big time, buddy. 
And I tell you what, you were doing great for talking about blacks and whites for 20 years. But when it came to this, man, I tell you what, calling me a dumbass because I, I like Trump and I think he's going to do, he's done so much more than you have. How, I'm I, how am I going to pay for it, Ted? How are you going to pay for Bernie? Why don't you talk about him? Well, but Tad, you said I, for not supporting Trump, I'm going to pay for it. What, am I going to be thrown in jail or what? Christian? Christian, you're not even a Christian, man. You trash people. You're fellow human being. You're a disgrace. And and Donald Trump doesn't. He does, but he doesn't in an interesting way. He doesn't do it like you do. Okay, what he does is he just he tells it like it is. He's transparent, but he's not he's not really trashing people like that all that bad. Nothing like what you're doing incessantly. And I tell you what, it turns me off. And I tell you what, I'm a I, I don't feel like being a Republican or conservative anymore because you are just part of the establishment, and all you're doing is you're just feeding into the old establishment uh, uh, BS. And I tell you what, you are a pawn. Wow. You're wow. a pure pawn. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, you are, bud. So, so, you know, pop a top, you encourage people to drink alcohol. You know. What a, what a great example for America. You sit back behind that uh, little, little microphone of yours, and you just trash and trash and trash and trash. And I'll tell you what, man, you're evil, buddy. Well, Rosie O'Donnell is disgusting. Both inside and out. You take a look at her. She's a slob. She talks like a, like a truck driver. Rosie attacked me personally because I was very happy when her talk show failed. The other thing that failed, and this was a real monster, and everybody was suing her, was her magazine. Her magazine called Rosie was a total disaster. So I loved it. I gloat over it. I think it's wonderful because I like to see bad people fail. Rosie failed. I'm happy about it. She's basically a disaster. Well, she called me a snake oil salesman. And, you know, coming from Rosie, that's pretty low because when you look at her and when you see the mind, the mind is, is weak. I don't see it. I don't get it. I never understood. How does she even get on television? I believe Barbara made a terrible mistake putting her on, and I think Barbara's probably paying a big price. If I were running The View, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired. We're all a little chubby, but Rosie's just worse than most of us. But it's not the chubbiness. Rosie is a very unattractive person, both inside and out. Rosie's a person that's very lucky to have her girlfriend. And she better be careful or I'll send one of my friends over to pick up her girlfriend. Why would she stay with Rosie if she had another choice? She's trying to use ABC and The View to get even with me. But with me, we fight back. I'll probably sue Rosie because she doesn't tell the facts. As an example, I'm worth many billions of dollars. Now, she said I was bankrupt. I never went bankrupt. So probably I'll sue her because it would be fun. I'd like to take some money out of her fat-ass pockets. I actually think they ought to look at her whole life and see where she's coming from because I think she's got some very deep-seated problems. Sometimes hate it. 
Fascinated to see the response to the death of Rob Ford yesterday at only 46 years old, apparently from a cancer, not from drug abuse. Several people brought it up to me, and they brought it up to me in sort of a chuckling way. And I thought, oh, isn't it interesting? People remember the crap show that was Rob Ford. But they don't bear any ill will against him. So I went back and looked. He pled out to beating his wife. He was caught on an undercover camera threatening to kill a man while he was the mayor. Kind of passes off as a credible threat, you'd think. His addictions aside which is, of course, how everyone knows him. He was born into a very wealthy family, worked in the family business until he was handed a seat on the city council, and he became probably the most famous Canadian for his antics and exploits, beating his wife, threatening to kill people, and then being a drug addict on council as the mayor. And aside from the fact that he's a drug addict and the Republican candidate is not, the parallels were overwhelming, but it was okay because he's larger than life. Yes, I have smoked crack cocaine, when, but sir? no, do I? Am I an addict? No. When have you have I tried it? Um, probably in one of my drunken stupors, probably approximately about a year ago. I want to be crystal clear to every single person, these mistakes will never ever, ever happen again. I was elected to do a job, and that's exactly what I'm going to continue doing. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Now, how many people remember that after all of that, he was then reelected to the city council? Yeah. And he is repeatedly described as a populist. Well, I guess as long as you're a populist, it's fine. And all the articles talk about the source of his success was that he talked about the foreigners coming in. Those foreigners come in, and as he said, they work like dogs. They take over our businesses, and the Canadians loved him. Yes, the foreigners are coming in and working too hard. Wait a minute. The foreigners are coming in and working too hard. Who said that? Oh, Marion Barry said that. He smoked crack and was reelected. Marion Barry! <laughs> At the Marion Barry, how'd he get a ticket? <laughs> it was a damn positivity. How'd he get it? Man. 
had a crackhead on stage. <laughs> hey, fool, if you want. You know I'm right. How the hell man better get his job back? Smoke crack got his job back. How the hell that happened? I, I mean, if you get caught smoking crack at McDonald's, you can't get your job back. That's right. They're not gonna trust you around the Happy Meals. Yeah, send your ass to Hardee's. Smoke crack got his job. All I wanna know, who was so bad? Who ran against him? that they lost. Who was so bad they lost to a crackhead? <laughs> what was their campaign like? What was they on heroin? <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> Vote for me. Don't vote for crack. Vote for smack. Man, man. Come on, man. How are they going to tell little kids to not get high? When the mayor's on crack. <laughs> Don't get high, it won't be nothing. I can be mad. <laughs> oh, Tad is back. Tad, you're, I was told you were mad. Hey, uh, listen, the deal is is that you give a little soundbite about him talking about Rosie O'Donnell, and you don't come back and talk to me. And I think that's a cowardly thing to do. Wait, wait, wait a second. Tad? I let you talk for two minutes, which is longer than almost any caller. I let you hurl every insult you wanted. How much time do you need, Tad, to tell me I'm not a Christian because I refuse to support Donald Trump? How much more time would be required, Tad? Just a little bit more. Well, Number you're one. not going to get it because you are a petulant little turd man. You are a small man and a Donald Trump tiny finger licker. Your licking is not what is small. His fingers are. You have your candidate. You love him. He could murder you or your family on Fifth Avenue or Main Street in Houston, and you would still love him. Continue to love him and turn me off. You're winning. What more do you need? Worship your king. Everyone else already does. Sean Hannity worships him. Ann Coulter worships him. Everyone worships your king. What are you, a Muslim? Are you going to come and kill me because I'm an infidel and refuse to convert to your religion? Worship your king. He is your king. He is risen. You love him. He can do no wrong. Everything about him is great. He's the greatest businessman. He's the greatest Christian. He loves veterans more than anyone else. Everything he does is amazing. His wife is more beautiful. His bank account is bigger. His planes are bigger. His steaks taste better. His water is sweeter, unless you don't want it to be sweeter. And then it's more savory, unless you don't want it savory. And then it's more Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Colorless and tasteless and calorieless. Everything about him is great, sir. What more can I do for you? I don't love your king. 
I don't buy his bull. I find him to be a con man. And if that bothers you so much, turn the channel. It's almost as if you feel convicted and you need me to validate the fact that you're doing something that you know deep down you shouldn't do. You know as well as I do that this man is pulling a con over on you. But you wish the con was true. Because if only the con was true, there would be presents on Christmas and it would all be great. If only the con were true, there would be a bunny that would bounce along. If only the con were true, then our debt wouldn't matter. And the Mexicans would be your problem. And the Muslims would be your problem. And Bilderberg would be your problem. And Ted Cruz would be your problem. And everything would be your problem and not your actual problems. But I don't worship him. Let me be me. You go off and worship. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most With a crew and good captain well-seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Mises Institute has a Twitter feed At Mises, M-I-S-E-S and there is a quote, governments are uniquely ill-suited to provide competent security services or prevent terrorist attacks for the same reasons they are ill-suited to provide housing, food, or medical care. They cannot rationally calculate costs versus benefits. If you ever actually measured the cost of terrorism on America and you allocated that cost to the percentage of people who committed it and the inability of the government to determine who is a terrorist or who isn't or in many cases to do something about that person once they come under surveillance and are clear to be a terrorist. Let's not forget that what happened at Fort Hood was under surveillance for well over a year prior to that. If you calculated the cost, it would be staggering. Staggering, I tell you. You know, I, I hear from a lot of Trumpkins all day long. And there's always – there. it usually starts with the threat that they're going to turn the show off. I tell you what. Let me make it easy for you. Turn the show off. But, but, but you can't just walk away, Michael. Yeah, I can. That's just it. 
you get to walk away from me and I get to walk away from you. You see, that's called freedom. You're a terrible, terrible person, Michael. I hate you and I hate your family. And y'all are ugly and gross. And I hope you all die. Okay. So I block you. And then I get emails. Please, please let me back in. No, no, you don't understand. You get the joy of knowing that I took five seconds and blocked you. See? You got to quit me. I'm not that great. Believe me. I'm really not. So what you need to do is channel all that energy of hatred you have that I don't share your views toward Trump and go convert other people to Trump. See, that's how you win elections. You've not converted me. And I've told you, I'm not going to be converted. Not by you, not by anyone else. It is okay that I don't like your candidate. It's okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. You might need counseling. I don't know, drugs, what, however you cope. A weekend in the woods. I, whatever it'll take to, to get you through this difficulty. But Michael, I love you and you don't love Trump. No, I don't. Maybe you don't love me. See? See how this works? Maybe you don't understand me. Maybe you don't understand. I haven't changed. You have. I've been consistent in everything I've said for 10 years. Where I've changed a position, I've told you. Maybe you didn't agree with me for 10 years. Maybe you just thought you did. Maybe when I criticized Hillary or Obama or Black Lives Matter, you disliked those groups so much that whatever I said, you cheered. And then you realized that I apply, applied the same standards to people running in our primary. And you didn't cheer. You declared I'm not Christian or good or decent or consistent or nice. I'm destroying the country. No, 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 no. Trust me. Our republic is so, ready for this, great that our republic will withstand evil, awful me, who for some reason can't support your candidate. Because I didn't like Donald Trump in 2012. I didn't like him in 11. I didn't like him in 08 when he declared how great Hillary was. I didn't like him when he was financing Hillary for the Senate. I didn't like him when he was writing checks to Anthony Weiner. I didn't like him in 2000 when he was on the ballot in California as a Reform Party candidate that could have given the White House, if he'd stayed in the race, it could have been enough to swing the race for Al Gore. Oh, my God, you're going to elect Al Gore. No, Donald Trump was. I didn't like him then either. I didn't like him in 99 when he left the Republican Party because we were all racist. See, I haven't liked him any time in his life. I haven't liked him when he called women pieces of ass. I didn't like him a few months ago when he said P-U-S-S-Y while he was at, a, at an event where there were children. I didn't like any of it. I didn't like him when he was doing his TV show and bragging that he fired people because that made him bigger and tougher and more important. I didn't like him when he was suing journalists because they refused to say that he was worth $10 billion in their stories, and he was so upset. I can't do that. I've never liked him, and I never will like him. 
But you can like him. See? See? You can like him. I don't like a man who spends his entire life seeking revenge. Lawsuits against people who can't afford lawyers to fight him. Insults against people for disabilities or for being a, a, a veteran who served and was captured. Insults for people who've done nothing wrong. You can choose to do that. You can choose to support that. But you can't choose to make me support it. You see, that's part of taking control. My son's little league team lost last night. We had to learn. You don't break down when your team loses. You're going to have to learn. You and I might just disagree. On this day in 1983, ZZ Top's Eliminator album release. They need more electric guitar, don't you think? Was that 33 years ago? Donald Trump came in last in in uh, Utah. Wow. Last place in Utah, the most Republican state in the union by voting. Hmm, interesting. Eric, you're up, sir. Yeah, Michael, you know, as I, I'm sitting here uh, eating a Trump steak and uh, drinking my Trump water. <laughs> it must be delicious Trump, and great. Yeah, they're they're so great. And I'm here in Trump Tower, which is actually what I named my bathroom because it has a throne and it's my castle. Uh, is it gold-plated? Yes, it's and it's here in the trailer. Um, you know, the uh, – the, uh, <laughs> the seatbelt buckles on his plane are gold. Well, I mean, that is just one of the other reasons why he is the greatest presidential candidate that we have ever had. He would also fit in well in the hood where everything is gold-plated. I tell you, I mean, all he's got to do is take that horrible hat and turn it sideways, and he's in, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) So um, let me – can I explain to you why he's the greatest candidate that's ever been? Please. All right. So um, I'm just appalled that you're so upset. I mean, there – you're you're not a supporter of the the great. I mean, he is a success. He is literally living the American dream. I mean, he's a win, Michael, as he would say, because he says it over and over again. I mean, what is more American or successful than your greatest business accomplishment is that you are an ac- convincing people that you are an accomplished businessman. You know, it's I true. Mean, I mean, that is that he's is he's selling the sell anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um. I don't want details when I hear a speech. I want to hear vague facts repeated over and over because if they're repeated over and over, they've got to be true. Yes, we can. You know, and 
I mean, I want a candidate who tells me what I want to hear and then tells someone else what they want to hear. Doesn't matter if they're consistent or or the same all the way around. It's 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 just it's what Americans want. It's what I want. I mean, he's so cool and he's so popular. He says whatever he wants to say. And speaking of saying things, I mean, there's this old adage that says, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, we know for a fact, because he said so, that he speaks loudly and carries a big stick. Very if loud. You know what I'm saying. Very if louder you know than I'm anyone. Saying, yeah. And it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. It's Keep beautiful. going. Don't um, let me stop you. I'm just a gravy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want a candidate who insults other people who that's puts right. them in their place tell it like it is them. i mean that's how jesus would do it that's obviously right. that is what would jesus more do. christian than anybody i'm telling you and uh you know all i have to say is that everything about trump is huge it's huge 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 and it's winning great and it's a wall fantastic and who'll pay for it who'll pay for that wall oh mexico that's right oh mexico. man and maybe honduras and you know what it's, maybe honduras too just just for good measure. And we might throw, you know what? We might invoice the Guatemalans. And if they don't pay, we'll send it to a collection agency. Not just any collection agency. A great collection agency. Oh, yeah! Some of you may have seen the movie Idiocracy. The guy thinks he's being punked the whole time. It's like, what is this, candid camera? And they've stopped putting water on the crops, so the crops are dying. They're instead putting Brondo on the water. But Brondo's actually killing... I mean, uh, uh, Brondo is basically toilet water that is killing the uh, uh, the plants. And he keeps asking them, why are you doing this? Because it has electrolytes. Well, what are electrolytes? What Brondo has. Well, what's the point of putting a lot electrolytes on it? Because that's what Brondo has. Well, why do you put Brondo on it? Because it has electrolytes. And it becomes this circularity of logic that's killing the crops and killing the economy and... Everyone is, and always, why don't we just put water? For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. How did the world ever get like this? When it comes to great steaks, I've just raised the steaks. The sharper image is one of my favorite. At Trump University, we teach success. That's what it's all about, success. It's going to happen to you.
Donald Trump is without question the world's most famous businessman. As a real estate developer, he has reshaped the New York skyline with some of that great city's most prestigious and elegant buildings. Now, Donald Trump brings his years of experience to the world of business education with the launch of Trump University. If you're going to achieve anything, you have to take action. And action is what Trump University is all about. But action is just a small part of Trump University. Trump University is about knowledge, about a lot of different things. Above all, it's about how to become successful. We're going to have professors and adjunct professors that are absolutely terrific, terrific people, terrific brains, successful. We are going to have the best of the best. And honestly, if you don't learn from them, if you don't learn from me, if you don't learn from the people that we're going to be putting forward, and these are all people that are hand-picked by me, then you're just not going to make it in terms of the world of success. I think the biggest step towards success is going to be sign up at Trump University. We're going to teach you about business. We're going to teach you better than the business schools are going to teach you. And I went to the best business school. We're going to teach you better. It's going to be a shorter process. It's not going to involve years and years of your life. It's going to be less expensive. And I think it's going to be a better education. And it's going to be what you need to know. So we're going to teach you business. We're going to teach you life. We're going to teach you salesmanship. We're going to teach you what you need to know. And we're going to also make sure no matter what you do, as I said before, you're going to love it. Because if you don't love it, it's never, ever going to work. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. thing that you can't understand how this could really happen in America. A VA employee is reinstated despite a conviction for armed robbery. He will get back pay for time spent in jail. He works at the VA. That's how much we love our veterans right there. The Daily Caller reports, quote, a Department of Veterans Affairs employee in Puerto Rico was fired after being arrested for armed robbery. But her union quickly got her reinstated despite a guilty plea by pointing out that management's labor relations negotiator is a registered sex offender and the hospital's director was once arrested and found with painkillers. The woman missed work while sitting in jail but was reinstated in March with back pay. The incident illustrates how union-backed civil service rules that rely on precedent coupled with the VA's past failures to discipline problem employees, hamstrung the department's efforts to keep convicted criminals on its payroll. When veterans at the Puerto Rico VA hospital come to the social work department seeking counseling and guidance, the secretary greeting them, Elizabeth Rivera Rivera, a name so nice, 
They named her twice. We'll be wearing a GPS monitor ankle bracelet, a condition of her probation. Rivera was driving around Puerto Rico in the middle of the night on a Monday with Rolando Rio Febus and robbed a couple at gunpoint. Rivera was charged with armed robbery, and her companion charged with armed robbery and gun-related charges. Rivera is now back at work as a social work secretary after the union demanded her job back by pointing out that Tito Santiago Martinez, the management side labor relations specialist in Puerto Rico, who's in charge of dealing with the union and employee discipline, is a convicted sex offender. Martinez repeatedly reportedly, sorry, disclosed his conviction to the hospital and VA hired him anyway, reasoning that, quote, there's no children in the hospital, so they figure I couldn't harm anyone here. A VA spokesman in Puerto Rico says that recent violent crime convictions don't disqualify someone for working for the agency, from working for the agency. Let that sink in for a minute. The few, the proud, the Marines, serve our country. We love you. We support you. We might even have a parade for you. But we won't provide what we promised in terms of health care and benefits. We will, however, hire really bad people at the VA because it's a job. And we won't do anything about it. Wow. Eileen, you're on the Michael Berry Show. Go ahead, dear. Good morning, Michael. Um, I just wanted to say that in the very early days of the race, I was a Trump supporter. He was saying all the right things. I was just kind of mesmerized into it. Though I knew that Cruz was really the man who should lead our nation, I didn't think he had a snowball's chance in hell because of the establishment being so opposed to him. But my son convinced me early on that if we would just get by, get behind him and support him, he said, Mom, I guarantee you he'll be our candidate. So I did. I, I supported him financially. So now I hear Trump and I hear the things he says, and I just shake my head and think, how can people stand behind him and hear those things and support him to the point that he may be the one that stands up against Hillary and then what happens when she throws open that closet door and unleashes all of the crap that we know is in his closet? We know it's there. And all of the skeletons come tumbling out, and our candidate's gone, and then what are we left with? I mean, yeah, we know that Hillary has skeletons galore in her closet. Well, heck, they're not in her closet. They're right out here in front of us. And what happens? She's the Democratic candidate. She's the leading candidate. So what did that do? That's what we're going to be left with is Hillary. Can't people see that? No. Obviously not. No. That was rhetorical. I'm sorry. Well, it's not about Donald Trump anymore. It's about them. It's, It's criticizing their race or their heritage. It's saying their baby is ugly. It's telling them they're a loser. It's telling them they made a bad choice in their life. Donald Trump has become how they define themselves. And you know that because you can see how many of them had changed their Twitter handle to, you know, Trump forever or I hump Trump or Trump humps me or Trump humping is is fantastic or whatever they, they put. 
and these people have begun to define themselves as as a Trumpkin. That that's they're part of this group. They feel a part of it. They may not have been in a fraternity. They may not have made it into you know the society uh, of academics, uh, but. They may not have made the honor society, but they're in this group. And by God, we're in this group, and we, we're all huddled in here, and we have our backs to each other because there's incoming. The Indians are coming, and the, the Choctaws are coming, and the Mexicans are coming, and the Muslims are coming, and everybody's coming, and they just keep convincing themselves that they're the only ones that recognize any of the problems in this country. And they've found the solution. They have the Brondo, and nobody else— understands it and they're under attack and so whatever he does he's right he literally could walk out tomorrow uh, he could walk out tomorrow and shoot any human being I, find your most beloved human being in america gun him down in front of the entirety of the country and he would not lose them because they would say well but we don't know the whole story like that guy might have mouthed off to him he might have he might have he might have said something to to Maloney the way that Donald Trump says to, to people. You don't know. You don't know what happened. You don't know. Probably just the establishment. They probably faked this. Probably like the moon landing. Probably like the moon landing in nine eleven. They faked. You got to understand these. A lot of these people live in their own reality. And that is the truth. These are the, the the these are the truthers that are convinced what happened on nine eleven. These are people that live in conspiracy theory world. These are people that look forward to the real time on the radio so they can get coast to coast. These are people that can give you East Coast, West Coast, and wild card line off the top of their head because they're trying They might have multiple phones trying to get in. I mean, these are not people that are saying, you know, I want the best choice for this country based on what I believe. And then there's a group of people. And what I'm saying is they're not saying, I want the best choice for our country, and I want a man. I'm going to look at the totality of his life. I'm going to listen to everything that is said about him, and then I'm going to come to that conclusion. They're not willing to do whatever you say. Literally, it won't matter. They've made up their mind, and you cannot take away their Trump because their Trump makes them feel good. And then there is that group of people, and there's a lot of exit polling that's showing this, who say, Trump's not my first choice. I don't actually like Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The guy. I think he's a bad person, but he can win. How did they decide he can win? How did they become experts on who has the electoral map? Because someone told them.
A six-year-old girl in California has been taken from her foster parents who raised her because she's 1.5% Choctaw Indian. There's a heartbreaking video on our blog at michaelberry.com that shows her screaming as she's being taken away from her mom and her dad by social workers. The video is from KTLA. It shows six-year-old Lexi sobbing while clinging to her father, Rusty Page, as he reluctantly hands her over to social workers with the state yesterday afternoon. It's actually two days ago now. The video shows Lexi screaming and begging her father, don't let him take me away. The Page family raised Lexi for the last four years and spent the last two and a half trying to adopt her. This came days after the Pages were denied an emergency stay to keep her because they are white. Because Lexi is a 1.5% Choctaw Indian, her case falls under the Indian Child Welfare Act, a federal law passed in the 70s aimed to protect the best interests of Native American children. Lexi must live with Native American parents and will be placed in the home of complete strangers. Her biological father's relatives. She was 17 months old when she was removed from the custody of her biological mother who had a substance abuse problem. Her biological father, who's Native American, had an extensive criminal history. She will live with a Utah couple who are not Native Americans but are related by marriage to her father. The Choctaw Nation putting out a press release saying, quote, The Choctaw Nation desires the best for this Choctaw child. The tribe's values of faith, family, and culture are what makes our tribal identity so important to us. Therefore, we will continue to work to maintain these values and work toward the long-term best interest of this child. The Page family says in their statement, quote, Our family is so incredibly devastated. Our hearts are broken, and we're trying to make sense of everything that has happened with our three other children who witnessed their sister Lexi forcefully ripped away from our family by strangers. But nobody could possibly be more devastated than our six-year-old daughter who found herself restrained in a car and driven away to go and live in a foreign place hundreds of miles from her family, friends, teachers, home, and life. Let me speak directly to the people who took our daughter and who have her now. Please search deep into your heart and soul and do what's best for Lexi. Do the right thing and bring Lexi back home. Do not keep her one more minute. Do not force her to spend one more night away from us and her siblings. Look her in the eyes and just ask her what she wants. She will tell you she wants to come home. I'm begging every American within the sound of my voice to help us bring Lexi back home. No, sir. I will not do what I believe is right, sir. And that would be to return that child to you. You've raised her for four and a half years of her six-year life. I will not do what is right for her, and I will not do what is right for you. My guess is the way the system works, those people she doesn't know will end up with her, so I'm going to cast my vote with them. That way I win. I win. I win. Who cares what's right? Nick, you're up. Hey, I would call you Mike, but we both know him from Utah, and there ain't no black guys here. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carl Malone went back to Louisiana, <laughs> so we lost our only one. You know, based on what I saw you wrote on the screen, I was prepared not to like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, get, 
I mean, it's because you're. I always hate when I want to like somebody and and I end up liking them. But go ahead, hurl your insults, Scar. Well, first of all, I want to claim scoreboard for you know my great state and the state north of us and and Wyoming. I don't know if Hillary broke single digits or not last night, but Trump would have finished 16th out of 17th. Yeah. In Utah. Last place. Ted Cruz got 69%. After Donald Trump lectured the people of Utah on whether or not Mitt Romney is a Mormon. (laughs) Yeah, we really don't like Mitt Romney either. He's kind of trying to bandwagon us a little bit. Well, he may, but but it's not for Donald Trump to decide if he's a Mormon or not. Are you a Mormon? By birth. Yeah, I'm, just I'm answer the us, question. Well, they call us they, they call us Jack Mormons here. Where you know your parents are, your family is. Right. But you kind, I got a special note from the governor to buy a beer once in a while, so they, I kind of <laughs> got kicked out. Your governor who uh, supported Ted Cruz. Hey, I'm confused, and and maybe you can help me out. See, I thought that you supported Cruz because um, he had a special in to get you better drugs. <laughs> and then this morning I hear you're an alcoholic and a non-Christian. Right. What, what, and I want to legalize pot, so I'm an awful person. Yeah, yeah. Do these? I, 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 you play the, you play the, like the greatest hits of Trump. You really should record these people calling and unloading on you. That's the best. I mean, that's the best commercial ever. You, you know, you're I, right. And in fact, I, I was even. That's a great idea. I was contemplating a couple of days ago. I'd had a series of emails that were just awful. I mean, they they sounded like they'd been written like by Donald Trump. They were just terrible. And I thought, you know, I should read some of these out, or we should do a parody where we don't change a word, but we read them out and just let people hear exactly what kind of things th- these people say. And they don't care because they're crass. I mean, this this is your cousin that you have that you don't want coming to the family reunion, and everybody wishes they wouldn't. That it's a collection of that. I mean, it really, really is. It is a losers unite. And I'll, I'll get emails now, Michael. I ain't no loser. I served my time, Michael. I served twice. I did my time, and you ain't no position. Tell me, I'm a loser. I mean, losers don't know they're losers, but they will. I mean, oh, my goodness, they get so upset. And the more guilty they are of how I describe them, the angrier they get and how angry they get. You know what we'll do? You know what we'll do, Nick? We will we will have Trump Squirrel read the emails without changing a word. It's called the snake. It's big, close, snake, right? On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. Her pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Oh, well, she cried, I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, oh, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh, tender woman. Sighed the broken snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a curvature of silk and then laid him by the fireside with honey and some milk. Now she hurried home from work that night. As soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. She was happy. Now she clutched him to her bosom. 
You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, heavens, you might have died. Now she stroked his pretty skin, and then she kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, that snake gave her a vicious bite. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bit me, heavens why. You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Oh, shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. How very ironic that Donald Trump, and that's Trump's squirrel, but those are Donald Trump's words, is talking about the snake who will turn and bite you. And the crowd cheered. Maybe you don't realize who the snake is. The government's going to pay for very show. yesterday said he hates this song and loves Nickelback awful eats his steaks well done I can't be for that Linda you're on the Michael Berry show go ahead I was calling in uh, about the veterans that support Trump Mm -hmm. after he received four deferments and his personal uh, Vietnam was uh, making sure he didn't get an STD. You know, I, I wonder, Linda, how many people – let's start with the second story first. Trump said that um, when STDs were on the rise in New York, his personal Vietnam was – because he was sleeping around so much – was avoiding getting one. We've had a couple hundred thousand veterans commit suicide because of that awful war – and he got four deferments, but his personal Vietnam was not getting an STD. One of the most thoughtless, awful things I could imagine a man of his generation saying, and veterans either don't want to hear it or don't care, but I can't imagine he could get away with saying that. But then again, this is a guy, as much as I don't like John McCain's politics, this is a guy who said he doesn't, that John McCain's not a hero getting captured. He doesn't like the ones that get captured. And the veterans... Then he promised he was going to give away money for skipping the debate, and that money still hasn't been distributed. It's as if there is a zombie apocalypse going on. Maybe this guy could could shoot a veteran on Fifth Avenue 
at a veterans parade because he wasn't marching fast enough or wearing his hat right and then stand over him cackling and say, now, is any, am I going to lose any of my supporters? And he still wouldn't. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I, we live in a country where there is a process by which we elect our president. And the media should have a job to do. That, that was the way we always, media would ask tough questions and they've chosen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chosen not to. And people would be honest and forthright in their public dealings and people wouldn't be paid for endorsements. And if people choose to do that. But we always believe that the public would make the right decisions. And we know they don't. I mean, look, we got stuck with Barack Obama for the same reasons sloganeering and promises, si se puede, and yes, we can. And everything I've done in the past doesn't matter. My reverend over there who who hates Whitey and the U.S. of KKK, I'm not like him. But you said you were at his church for 20 years in your book. Did, was your book ghostwritten? No, no, no. No, don't read that. No, none of that matters. Um, no, no, don't, don't read what I wrote in my book. Don't read what I've said. Don't look at what I've done my entire life. I'm a changed man. It's a post-racial America. I'll be great. Oh, okay. Well, if I send you shipping and handling, will you double that offer? Yes, yes. <laughs> I w- if you wait a minute, I was going to get to that. And now we'll double your offer free. You just pay shipping and handling. But you're limited to 600 quantities per household because we don't have enough for how many people want it. You better buy it right now. Right now you better buy it because we're going to run out. It's so great. Well, then why are you advertising if you're going to run out? We got it right now. You're going to run out. You better buy it. Just double it. It's just $19.99. How'd you set the price? Shut up. Buy it. Okay. Um, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it because, yay, I can't wait till it comes in. And then it comes in. And it wasn't what you were promised. And your neighbor comes over and says, hey, saw you got a package. What'd you get? Don't ask. Well, let me see. It's in the box. <laughs> you bought, you bought, you dumbass. You bought one. Did they send you two? Yeah, the other one's in the trash. You can have that one. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it if it's free. I certainly wouldn't pay nineteen ninety nine and forty dollars shipping and handling. You dumbass! Why'd you do that? Well, it, they said that um, it could make me fly. Said it could make me fly, and you believed it. Mm-hmm. I believed it. I believe I can fly. Because Trump told me. Brian, um, well, I was asking your screener if y'all if you y'all deliberately put these Trump people on here that come off as complete buffoons and idiots. We do, uh, and and the reason we do, Brian, is they think they're brilliant, but it it is my hope. I still believe in the American public. 
is my hope that if people hear them explain their positions, that it will make other people realize, oh, my God. It's the same reason we put chaos on. I mean, really, most of these people are just white chaos. Yeah, yeah, white, I mean, they really are. They're no better. They're no smarter. They're, 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 not, they're not thinking on a higher level than chaos. That's for sure. They're equally loyal to something they've stuck to, and they don't want to hear any fact to the contrary. And if you try to tell them anything to the contrary, then you're an evil, awful person who doesn't share their love of, you know, whatever. And they're angry. By the way, they're angry. Remember, Black Lives Matter is angry, too. Well, as long as they're angry, whatever irrational thing they do is okay. The uh, I've only talked to a couple of them in person, but they are exactly like the ones you put on your radio show. And uh, they just seem to can't I, – I would keep hearing he's a businessman. I said, what the hell does that mean? And so um, anyway, I just I just thought that was interesting. I think that they remind me of Obama voters. And uh, so um, – They're just like Obama voters. I mean, really, when you get right down to it, Brian, and you're right. When you get right down to it, they are the person that's been showing up at Republican rallies for 10 years that everybody kind of, you know, slunk away from because they wore a bunch of buttons and carried a bunch of flags and and said words that made everybody else uncomfortable and and talked about hate. And you're like, oh, God. Michael Berry and Oscar, you're yes, on sir. the Michael Berry Show. Go ahead, sir. Hello, sir. Uh, I've heard on one of your shows, I've been a listener of your show for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I heard you say on, this, on one of your shows that uh, this Benghazi issue uh, to, for Hillary Clinton, where we're going to shove it so far up for caboose, and uh, when elections time would come around, the elections are around now, and this lady walking around with the audacity of running for president. And uh, that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable because uh, is this lady above the law? <laughs> But uh, well, uh, yeah. well, here, that's a complicated question. The the time when you defeat Hillary, yes, is if you're a Republican, is not in the Democrat primary. We can't help that the majority of Democrats like her. In the same way that the time to defeat Hillary is not now. The time, I mean, yeah, you know, I will hear from listeners often that I should be focused on Hillary and not on Donald Trump. To which I say, 
would you really want me to expose Hillary Clinton to Democrat voters so that Bernie Sanders might be their candidate? Because if you don't realize that Bernie Sanders is worse than Hillary Clinton, then we got some pretty big problems. But a lot of people, they don't they don't stop and think anymore about, you know, well, let's see. I could either be stabbed in the arm or uh, detonated in a bomb and blown to 5,000 pieces. Well, they're both bad, Michael. Yeah, but there are degrees of awful. And Hillary is not as bad as Bernie. If, if that makes me a liberal for saying that, it's true. So while I would like the worst Democrat candidate to be on the ballot so that it makes it more likely we beat him, I'm losing faith that we'd pick the right choice. So in a Republican primary, I expect Democrats to make bad decisions. The Democrats are making better decisions than Republicans are. At least the Democrats are picking the least worst candidate to be their nominee. We're picking a guy. One thing that would not happen, the Democrats would never elect a guy who was a lifelong Republican donor as their nominee. They would never elect a guy. Well, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that, lest I lest I retread a soil that has already been tilled. But, you know, Oscar, the bigger question is this. The ballot box is one way to deal with an elected official, but it's not the only one. And we have we have fallen into a negligent way of dealing with crime by public officials. I believe that what Hillary Clinton did was criminal. And if what she did was criminal, was criminal, we should investigate that whether it's a Democrat or a Republican in charge. We should have full faith and credit. We should have full belief, full trust that our government will fairly, objectively investigate the actions of a public official when they rise to the level that they may be criminal. And we don't, do we? And before you say, well, that's just because of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. No. No, would that it were so easy. Would that it was so easy, and then we could move on. The body politic has a cancer, and it's bigger than the two of them. That cancer involves the willingness to willfully suspend reality to believe that which accommodates our end goal. A lot of Democrats are voting for Hillary Clinton knowing that she committed crimes, as certain as you are that she committed crimes. But you know what they say? You know what they say? They say, well, I'd rather her than those damn Republicans. So even if she committed some crimes, I don't like those Republicans. My parents are Republicans, or my neighbor is a Republican, or my boss is a Republican. And I don't want them to win because then they'll get over on me and then they'll they'll be able to needle me. I like my team to win. So I will willfully suspend reality. I will willfully set aside that which I say I care about, which is our system of justice should be fair 
it should be just equally. I will decide none of that matters in this case because the bigger goal is winning the White House. And as awful, as grotesque as that is, we have people doing that on our side. We have a candidate who admits it. It does not matter what I do. I can murder someone on Fifth Avenue, an innocent person on Fifth Avenue, and I will still win because people want to beat Hillary, and they're convinced I'm the only one that can do it. Now, how they became so convinced? Gone is the idea in the Democratic Republic that I will vote for the candidate who I believe will do what is right for our country. Now we say, I don't care if you bring Keyshawn on or Michael Irvin or what other toxic player onto my team if I believe that will help us win, except you're not a sports expert and you're not a political expert. You're a voter. The system was built on the basis that voters would make the best choice for the country, not that voters would attempt to handicap the race and would attempt to go draft some player from another team of very questionable background and very questionable intentions for the whole goal of on election night, at least this year, I won't have to cry into my pillow. I will win, and my team will be the winners, and their team will be the losers. Suppose you're right. What will you have won? If you gain the White House but lose everything you stand for, what will you have won? Well, I'll tell you what you've won. Two steak knives, gold-plated, and the ability for four years to defend someone who doesn't agree with even one of your core values. That's going to be fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.